Good morning, Ray. Good morning, John. How are you today? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Hey, I wanted to tell you something. Please do. Happy Friday. It's Friday again. Knock, knock. Happens every week. Who's there? KGB. KGB who? We will ask the questions. <laughs> oh, it never gets old. Well, no, I take that back. It does. It does. <laughs> you got to be an office fan to get that. Yeah, no, absolutely. So. All right, I got a new knock, knock joke. Oh, right, great. You, you start it. I know that one. <laughs> you, you no need to tell it. Okay, a guy uh, is in a cabin. And he hangs no, we're not himself. doing that. We're, yeah, that, that's like it's a, a that's block not, of ice. It, it's not right. It's not like that's a question and answer long form joke. And if you riddle, I don't know. What do you even call that? Logic joke? I think they call him. It's a polar bear. He's at the North Pole. Yeah, uh, you know the one-liners. I, I think that'll work, yeah. right? Or maybe you know the quick back and forth, not the long drawn-out story type things. That, oh, that's yeah? no good. Like a ten-minute video you asked me to watch before the show while I'm trying to text my mother about it, lunch plans. It, it was literally. Hey, hey, John. Hey, literally. Hey, John. Watch this. It was literally thirty seconds. Yeah, but when you do six of them, uh, it was one video. I said, hey, check this out. And you're like, oh, yeah. Right. That's right. One was a video. The other was you explaining why Stir Crazy is a funny movie. That you had on when I walked in. I uh, turned it off because well, it was I... distracting me. <laughs> so I could focus on my text to make plans with my mother. I wanted you to watch one 30-second video. And what'd you say? I'm not interested. I, I, I could, but I, I'm just not interested. And <laughs> I only act interested if people are paying me. <laughs> I said I could pretend to be interested if it was for work or something. But, yeah. But you're not paying me. I'm not. <laughs> so, oh, you're going to get my true feelings. I'm not interested. Well, Have I told you I had a migraine? I've had a migraine for like a week. Like ooh. every day I get migraines now. But, uh, you know, I've been taking the ibuprofen. All right. But, you know, you, you push through. This is this coronavirus, man. You're it's starting to get to me. You're a trooper. This, this shutdown. The lockdown. Does HCQ work? Does it not work? Right. I, do I have to wear goggles now? Uh, yeah, I heard that. It's a new thing. You got to wear goggles. I'm about to, like, are, I'm going to move to the North Pole with the polar bears. Are glasses the same as goggles or in order to be goggles you literally it, it have depends. to how can one party or the other use that to their advantage and that'll be your answer all right, right? yeah what's like, the old the the comic we saw last week yeah. how long doc hey doc how long do you think this coronavirus thing's gonna go on when will we you know get over it he said i don't know i'm not a politician <laughs> well when i saw it it said i'm not into politics yeah right? yeah, yeah. That's what it was. same same point yeah i don't i'm not i don't know i'm not that much into politics yeah so uh, here we are for uh, another episode of Saturday Morning Sales Meeting. Which is apolitical. Yeah, we, yeah, we don't take a side. No, we're not discussing politics on this podcast. Right. This is about positive vibes in the car business. And, 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 and sales in general. Right. We'll sell to anybody. We are equal opportunity salespeople. Whether you're an idiot or a moron. Either we, way, we, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that... No matter which side you are on, yep. the other side's either a moron or the other side's an idiot. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, so, okay. Fair enough. So, current events. Yeah. What do you got? I have, uh, oh, we should welcome everybody to another episode of Saturday Morning Sales Meeting, where today our topic, we believe, is going to be agreement. Yeah. Right? 
partnering together with your employees, your coworkers, your managers, your, your customers, right. anyone uh, you have in contact with. The, the, the people on the sales side or the dealership side or the company side agreeing. Not necessarily gaining agreement from the customer. Uh-oh. Yeah. You, you were on to something else? I mean... <laughs> I was trying to pull up my current events while we were discussing. Right. So well, I was talking while we were discussing. It's called preparation. Right. Once we start recording... Yeah, you, well, you wanted some dead air in here? No. I mean, that's what Ray, I Ray, just keep talking about whatever it is you're saying over there. Just continue the flow. I hear I, I hear that you're talking. I have no idea what you're saying. Isn't that how they do it? Like, you know, the professional podcasters, they, uh, they, they're picking up papers, they're looking at stuff, they're pulling I, up sound clips. I don't know what they teach you in podcasting school. <laughs> I have my master's, my doctorate in podcasting. So then you should know. You you should have, and that, that must be what you learned. Hey, let me tell you, Ray, I'm a big uh, no-sugar soda drinker. Okay. And I've been out of soda for like three days, which may be the cause of my migraines. Yeah. <laughs> but I just got two two-liters last night from the store up here. All right. Oh, my goodness. This Coke Zero is amazing. Yeah? Ooh. See there? That's all you needed. I have it in one of these uh, hour-shaped glass Coca-Cola glasses. Right. Well, nice. And maybe that's the cure. Just keep drinking soda? Yeah. Yeah. Should we post that? You think it'll get banned on social media if we say the cure is Coke Zero? Oh, the cure for, I think it's a cure for my caffeine migraines. Okay. Probably. Whatever. So let me share this current event with you. Please. It is a quote from Marcus Aurelius. And it says, the straightforward and good person should be like a smelly goat. You know when they are in the room. <laughs> so I thought, I need to aspire to be the smelly goat. I want to be a straightforward and good person, right? Who doesn't? Absolutely. So I thought you would get a kick out of uh, calling me a smelly goat. Uh, you know, I'll just let that stand. Okay. Uh, from uh, Sales Questions Brutally Honest Answers... A satisfied customer is the best business strategy of all. A what? A satisfied customer mm -hmm. is the best business strategy of all. I agree. All right. I agree. You know, the funny thing along those lines, I always heard that if you can satisfy a customer, like this is saying, that the next time they're in the market to buy your product, they're going to give you a shot for at their business like you know, 80% of the time. You know, they're at least going to contact you because, you know, they were satisfied with doing business with you before. Okay. Well, I always thought the inverse of that, that if I could just get them to buy from me, whether they're happy or not, if they'll just buy from me, then they're going to come back. Right. You know, so really it's... <laughs> so so, I'll, so, I'll, so you're, will, you're willing to delve or, or work within the 20%. I'll just take if I get 20% of the people back. no. no. No, that if they buy from you, they're coming back eighty percent of the time. Oh, okay. But you you said a satisfied. Well, well, people seem to put that qualifier on it. Oh, so so you're saying you think a, a customer mm -hmm. is eighty percent more likely to give you a second chance, right? That satisfied is not a required <laughs> adjective to the type of customer. Yeah. I know this is completely, you know, out of left field and I don't endorse this way of thinking, but when I was selling cars, I was like, 
man, I just got to get them to buy. Right. If I can just get them to buy, then I'll sell them the next one. <laughs> you know? Or at least get a shot yeah. at selling them the next one. Yeah, exactly. All right. And it was true, man. You don't know how many people, like, you know, you argue, cuss, and fight, and to close, and you, you know... You finally get it to where, okay, okay, I'll I'll sign, I'll take it. Jeez, just let me end this process. Let me just buy the damn car. Then I get a call three years later. Hey, uh, man, I, I bought my last car from you. I don't know if you remember me. Right. Oh, I remember you all right. Oh, do I ever. <laughs> Are you working out? You ready to wrestle again? That's what I was going to say. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'm going to block out an hour and a half for you. Right. Come on down. And this time, I don't want no crap. Yeah. I just want you to <laughs> sign it and let's be done with this stuff. I'll tell you what. I let you win last time. Yeah, right. This time, you got to let me make a little bit of money, right? Okay? You think they don't remember? <laughs> you think that's what it is? It, it, they just remember what? that they left there with a vehicle? What, what was that? I had a, got, got something stuck little, in my throat there mustache, in the middle of the vehicle. mustache hair? Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, what were you saying? Yeah, that, that they don't remember the, oh, the fight. They yeah, only yeah. remember the fact that they left there with the vehicle they wanted. Yeah, so I heard the other day that, that once people make a decision, then it's like this thing where they find reasons to support that that was a good decision. Yeah. What is it? There's a name for it, like confirmation bias, right? Okay. So once people decide on something and it, there's no going back, right? They don't want to feel as though they made a bad decision, so they will start to create a narrative that yeah. this was the right decision. Yeah. This is why it was good. Yeah, which is another reason if you could just get somebody to buy, oh yeah, just sign on the line, they'll figure it out how to make it sound like a right. good deal. They're not going to go home to their family and go, "Oh my God, I'm such an idiot." Right. I just made a horrible decision. <laughs> They're going to go to look. This looks on paper like it may not have been smart, but let me tell you what it is. Yeah, no, this is a great. This was a great purchase. <laughs> I couldn't be happier, and and that's the that is why the the follow up, the what do you call it, second delivery, or you know, trying to get them into service or really provide additional resources to them once they purchased can can help with that confirmation bias. Right? Yeah. Oh God! What you know? What a, what a great company! What, you know, they reached out to me. They're letting me know, hey, you should be due for your oil change. We can help you with that. Uh, we want to help you maintain your vehicle. Uh, that that we don't just you know, as soon as they get off the lot, they're forgotten. Right? I think the more we can engage with them post sale, the more likely they are to go. God, this really was a good decision. I wasn't so sure at the time, but <laughs> man, I'm so glad I bought from that company because look how. They treat me now. Exactly. How often do we pay a little extra to get treated a little nicer? Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Well, my, my grandmother, yeah. right, who never wanted for anything, right? My grandfather was very, very successful, and she would find two items, and if one cost more, even though they were the exact same item, yeah. right, she would buy the one that cost a little more, Yeah. right, within reason. Uh, and I would say, you know, gosh, you know, you can get that same exact thing for a little bit less over yeah. here. And she'd go, yeah, but there's going to come a time that, you know, whether I have to take it back or have it serviced or whatever it is, there's going to be a time 
where I'm if I buy the cheaper one, I'm going to wish I had bought the more expensive one. <laughs> I'm right? regret it. There's going to be some element of this one that costs more. Now, sometimes that's true, sometimes it's not. But she had learned in her life, and she lived to be 105, yeah. uh, that uh, she had developed the belief system that, you know what, sometimes it's just better to buy the more expensive one because... They're going to treat you nicer. They're going to be more responsive. They're going to help you make sure it works correctly. If you have any issues, you call them up. They're going to, you know, want to be uh, very customer friendly because they charge more. Yeah, there's and, a reason. And, and hey, if if they're going to be able to high gross you, they're going to want to keep you as a customer. Right, they don't right. want to lose you. No, absolutely. <laughs> now she she was very frugal in other areas, but I'm sure. Well, my father used to tell a story of he used to travel a lot overseas and on a company um, dime. So he thought he was being frugal, you know, with the budget for his projects by flying business class, you know, or whatever. Well, then he went over there one time with a coworker, and they traveled together. Well, he was getting on the plane and he's like, hey, man, what are you, you're in first class. What? I didn't know. You know right. Well, they what do you pay do? for that? Yeah. Yeah, well, the guy's like, John, it's it's uh, no more expensive to go first class. It's it's not any more expensive, you know, because they're sure the ticket price may be more, but you're gonna get taken care of. If there's a problem with your luggage, buddy, they're all over it. They're gonna give you the hot towel. They give you a meal. You know, they're just gonna take care of you, and then you'll show up more refreshed and ready to, you know answer all the questions you're just on point right you know so i i, I found sense in that I, that does make sense and and the company may realize that right i mean yeah. they may think no we we want the the people that we're sending out to represent us to feel well taken care of and to have you know a little nicer experience and especially gosh they're sending people overseas yeah i mean that's that's a, a pretty big ask <laughs> of their of their employees, so yeah. to treat them a little better, I don't see that as a bad thing. Yeah. That's why you always you know require first class for your, for your <laughs> clients, right? <laughs> Listen, absolutely. You don't want me showing up riding coach. <laughs> Trust me, <laughs> I will not be nearly well, as effective. You will get every dime back if you uh, send me in first class. Well, let me tell you, when I first started traveling as a coach, I uh, I, I bought the. Well, I say bought. I applied for the Delta Amex, you know, the like top of the line Delta Reserve, you know, right. all the perks. You get like free right. upgrades. Automatically and, uh, yeah. you know, you, within that experienced traveler segment. With yeah, them. in a way, yeah. I mean, you get uh, complimentary companion passes. So if somebody flies with me, they get a complimentary upgrade just like I do. Right. Uh, I got so many complimentary upgrades a year. I was put at the top of the list, you know, for the upgrades on any flight I took. But I got free access to the Sky Club. Right. And that cost me about 450 bucks a year right. to do that. Yeah. But at the, at the time, I didn't have any status. I was brand new to, you know, the Delta Club. Uh, but, yeah, man, it made the experience so much better. And they offered free drinks, free food in the Sky Club. Oh, I yeah. mean, if I had been just going out and buying my drinks and meals, I would have spent way more than 450 bucks in a year. Oh, yeah. And I still pay four fifty a year for that card. But, so they're getting their money back. Yeah, they're getting their money back. And it was a good investment on their part. But Oh, yeah. All right. So any more current events? 
I do not believe so. We've gone over my soda addiction. Yep. We've talked about uh, the smelly goat theory. We did. I like that one. All right. So let's get into uh, our topic. I had, I had one other. Okay. A post from uh, Todd Chemelka. Spell that. C-H-M-E-L-K-A. General manager, or general sales manager. He's a GSM at Tempe Honda. Tempe. I love Tempe. And he put, being positive isn't pretending you're always happy. It's about choosing to find the good despite it all. It's making like a decision, that, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, we're we're both believers in in positivity and the power of positive, and I think that's a, a good statement. I like that one. Being positive isn't pretending you're always happy. It's about choosing to find the good despite it all. Despite it all. Despite it all. So there you go. I love it. There we got that. I'm glad it's Friday, Ray. Yeah, thank God it's Friday. TGIF. Did you ever eat at that yogurt place? TGIF? Uh, well, no, it's not TGIF. <laughs> <laughs> it's TCBY. Yeah, same thing, same thing. No, TGIF was a chain or is a chain but, of uh, restaurants. So it was like taking care of business. It was owned by Elvis. No, it wasn't owned by Elvis, and yeah, it was this country's yogurt. best yogurt. Huh? This, this country's best yogurt. TCBY. No, I think it stood for taking care of business yogurt. It was Elvis. Didn't Elvis own it? Elvis didn't sing taking care of business. He didn't? No. What did he sing? He sang uh, Love Me Tender, Blue Suede Shoes. Jailhouse Rock. And taking care of business. He did not sing taking care of business. Look it up. All right. Look it up. Oh, you're not typing. Therefore, I'm I'm proving Are you going to force me? I'm proving correct. Thank you. We can move on. By the way, I think it does mean uh, this can't be yogurt. I think it's this country's best yogurt. Elvis TCB. Oh, now you are looking it up. When I try to move on, you're going to... You're going to stagnate on this one. Look, he has a uh, necklace that says TCB on it. What's the TCBO stand for? TCB. It's taking care of business yogurt. TCBY. That's why I said Elvis owned it. Because his mantra was TCB. And the Y stands for yogurt because it's not ice cream. Which is why people say this can't be yogurt. All right. So can we move on? To agreement? Yeah. I, I agree can with that. Can you agree with that? I agree with that. You're right, Ray. I like this. You like what? You know, that now that we're talking about agreement, Yeah. you're going to have to agree with everything I say. You think that'll work? <laughs> I can understand uh, why you'd feel that way. If I were you, I'd feel that way too. Yeah, it's not really agreement, John. Is it not? No. I can see your point. You agree? Well, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, absolutely. Uh, obviously, you, you understand the situation that you're in better than I do. Oh, I like that. Yeah? Hey, you know your situation. right? I certainly am not completely familiar with your situation. I certainly want to help you. So, let's get serious for a moment. Uh Uh-oh. Number one, we don't advocate selling to someone and slamming them into a deal. Ever. (laughs) Just to get the sale. Amen. Uh, It's not a good 
what am I trying to say? It's not a good mission statement, you know, no. for, for success in your life or your career. Yes. Uh, the, the more that you can become a partner with your clients, the more that you can sit on the same side of the table with them versus being adversaries, the more successful you're going to be in life. Uh, and that goes for all walks of life, with, with working with your bosses, with your employees, with your spouses, with your boyfriends and girlfriends. I like how you're putting spouses, boyfriends, and girlfriends all in the plural. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, with all your wives or all your husbands, all your boyfriends, all your what girlfriends. What is it, Utah? <laughs> Isn't that where that's popular? I don't yeah, even know. Yeah, it's, uh, it's the, the Mormon faith is uh, advocates for uh, polygamy. Polygamy. And right. it's normally the... Here's what I don't get about polygamy. Is there ever a woman that's got like seven husbands out there? I know. I think it's predominantly the man who has multiple wives. Okay. That's kind of sexist if you ask me, but I don't... Well, you know. We don't talk religion on this podcast. We don't. So... <laughs> just, I'm just... Hey. I'm not, I'm not making a judgment ask call on Saddy. it. Yeah. Ask Mr. Sad Guru. <laughs> He'll tell you. It's uh. just. It's just another way, John. It's just another way. It's not good or bad. It's just another way. All right. So yeah, let's let's. Uh, I, I want you to cut out the jokes for a little while, Ray. Let's get serious. All right. Talking about Elvis and yogurt. I'll, I'll do my best. All right. So, talk to me about agreement. You know, Cardone says always agree first. What yeah. does that mean to you? Uh, that means any. Whether it's an objection or a concern or, you know, something that they're stating that they want in whatever product or service they're buying, always agree. Absolutely, we can do that, right? Well, I really want to keep my payment down below 100 bucks a month. Okay, great. No problem. I can do that, right? Yeah, well, I'm really looking for one that's, you know, uh, pink with, uh, you know, lights down the side of it. No problem. I can do that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah we can help you with that. Whatever it is, whatever they're, or, you know, uh, I'm I'm not interested in whatever. And I, I, yeah, okay, I completely understand. I'd like a velvet Elvis on the interior headliner. I, I could see why. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> hey, if I were an idiot, I mean, if I were you, I'd feel the same way. <laughs> hey, man. But that that is my interpretation of... We always agree first. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. No problem. I'd be happy to. Easiest part of my job. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A and so, yeah, going down this rabbit hole for clients, yeah, whether it's payment, whether it's options, whether it's, you know, how I want to do business. I want to do this completely over the phone. I want to do this, you know, via email. No hey, problem. No problem. Now, we can help guide the customer once we break down those walls. Right. You know, you want to do it over the phone. Hey, I completely understand. You know, now, nowadays that makes a lot of sense. Agree first, tears down the walls, gets them, oh, okay, here's somebody who's willing to work with me the way I want to yeah, work. Yeah, because the other five dealerships I called and said they, I wanted Elvis said, on the headliner. They said, yeah, I'm sorry, we don't have any Elvis headlined vehicles here. Right. Sorry. Yeah, that's not a factory option. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it, but if, you know, the case of the phone call, I want to do this all over the phone. Hey, no problem. I understand. You know, it's totally reasonable. Now, I, I am concerned, though, have you ever driven this specific model before? Right. You know, have you sat in it? Yeah. And, you know, if the guy says, yeah, I have, okay, cool. Just want to make sure because yeah. I want to make sure you're happy. Absolutely. 
But if not, hey, that's something to consider. I'm not trying to talk you into right. it. Just want to, you know, offer well, that as an option. Or I like, you know, so you begin to fact find, right? Mm-hmm. I just want to do this over the phone. I really, you know, I have no intention of coming in the dealership. And, okay, well, let me make sure, you know, I'm providing you all the information you're looking for, right? Well, you you want these options on it. Oh, I'm not really that familiar with these those options. Oh, you know what? Yeah. I, I, I completely understand you want to do this all over the phone. However... If you did have just a few minutes to come by, I could show you those options on a vehicle so you could at least understand whether or not it was something that was important to you. But if you'd rather not, I, I, I understand that as well, however you want to do it. Or, but you start to build value in the... Or I'd, I'd be happy to bring it to you. Right. Let's throw that out there real quick. But Yeah. But yeah, build, you, even though you've agreed with them, you can still use take opportunities to build value in following the traditional way of doing it. But... I think at least they're going to be open to it because they know you're open to doing it the way I wanted. Right. And I think a good line for that is, have you considered? Yeah. You know, have, have you I considered? Like yeah. Have you considered these options? Have you considered, uh, you know, the, the, how the ride is going to be important to you? You know, how, what are you going to be using this for? Are you going to be using it for towing or, you know, do you, do you need this heavy duty suspension? Do you need the tow package? Or is this going to be a daily driver that you're going to, you know, a grocery getter, they call it. Right. right? So right. yeah, then we're fact finding. We're we're again. This comes across to the customer as I'm concerned about your happiness with this vehicle. Yeah. Right. Right. So I want to make which sure. is true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're you know, it's not just that we're coming across that way. We're truly trying to provide them all the information that they need to make an informed decision. I agree. I agree. And, and I I remember times where you know. Uh, overseeing the sales staff and you know people saying oh, i just want to i only want to conduct business over email and say great so you know we're sending questions they're sending responses we're sending more questions they're sending responses we're giving them options they're kind of going through that and literally i can remember multiple times where people have themselves finally said you know what why, why don't i just come down there right because it's just you know i mean with with every response there's another series of questions oh great so you want this you know well, now let me ask you you know of the options within that what yeah. are you interested there well, well and here's the thing if no matter how responsive you are with those emails if you're letting salespeople do this they have a priority, a responsibility to deal with the people in front of them yeah. right now, just like a sales manager does, right? right. So, yeah, if, if, they, if that customer's sitting in front of me as a salesman, I'm going to have to find an answer right away. Yeah. But if it's an email, all right, hey, in the back of my mind, I got to get that answer for that guy. But I see somebody out here walking the lot. Let me go up them real quick. Yeah. Or I've got somebody sitting here at my desk. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, it's natural that face-to-face interaction is, it has to be handled right away. Yeah. Well, and I I would say as long as you're getting responses, I would say that 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 person is virtually, I won't commit 100%, but virtually as important as the guy who's sitting in front of you. And one of the values of a BDC is yeah. they're not taking ups, right? They're right. not being pulled away for the next two hours as they're dealing with somebody who just showed up on the lot. All they're doing is responding, right? So if I get a response, I don't want to let this 
client go until I'm able to respond back to them. And yeah. now it's on them to respond back to me. Right. But at the same time, you send out that response. You know, it takes you five minutes to get the answer. You go get it. You come back. All right. Hey, I found out this is available in these options, but there's also these options. Yeah. Which way would you like to go? How would you like me to equip this? Send. Yeah. Well, now you can't just sit there at the desk no. waiting for right. your email to right. ding. But a good BBC yeah. agent, just like a good salesperson, now they can move on to... The next client who's right. willing to engage with them. Whether Amen. It's phone call Amen. I agree with that. Well, let me tell you a story, Ray, about uh, you knew me when I was, uh, you know, trying to climb the ladder here as a salesperson and, and trying to make my mark in the business, right? And, you know, because I no. wanted to be the best. I wanted you? to lead the board. Okay. So I was that A-type red personality, always out there, first on the point, you know, hey, boss, I got a deal here. I need your attention here. Write this up. So I plug this in. Let's get an approval. You know. Right. You got your hand slapped, didn't phase you at all. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's go. Let's right. go. I got stuff to do. I got money to make. Yeah. Hey, John, don't do that anymore. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. Okay. Can, <laughs> can we get this done? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So I started listening to this podcast about meditation. And it's, you know, all this calm voice. I'd be sitting down on the point or sitting in my office. And it's like, uh, all right, concentrate on your breathing. Breathe in. Think about the good things. Think of good things coming your way and breathe out. So listen to this for a couple of hours. And I come out of the office and this guy we both know, he was kind of that hard-headed, you know, bull like I was. You're like, Higgins, get up here. Hey, what's going on with this deal? We got your trade out here. We're going to pull around. Hey, I thought you had this coming in. Well, what's going on? And I go, okay, I understand. (laughs) Yeah. So which one would you like me to do first? Do you want to discuss the deal or would you like me to move that trade? What you decide. I'll do whichever (laughs) you'd like. And this goes on for a couple of minutes. He's like, man, what what the hell's wrong with you? (laughs) You're different. You're acting weird today. Well, can you just can you just go could you get the trade? I don't know. Just yeah, cut it out. Yeah. What are you doing? What, what are you? Are you playing mind tricks on me? Right. <laughs> but it blew his mind. He didn't know what to do because I was agreeing with him. Right. Oh yeah. I was coming from a place where he was used to me going, well, what the hell do you want me? Hell, I'm trying to sell cars over here. And he wanted that fight, that head-to-head engagement, because that's what he was used to. Oh, absolutely. And when I didn't give him that, it it blew his mind. Yeah. He's like taking it back. So anyway... Well, and and when when I'm doing training on you know controlling the conversation and you know by asking questions, and I would tell the the trainees go home and try this on you know significant other, family members, friends, or whatever. Where if you're always asking the questions, right, then you're in control of the conversation. Yeah. And you'll find that people who are not used to engaging with you where you're in control of the conversation at some point will go, well, stop. What, what are you doing? What's going on? Like, what? what? What am I doing? Well, yeah, that. I don't know. You're, you're doing something. They won't be able to pick up on the fact that you're <laughs> controlling the conversation by asking questions. Right. They're, they're going to realize there's something different here, but they, they yeah. will have be oblivious to what it is. that's different. And it's a it's an interesting exercise, John. Yeah, the asking questions and the agreement are two different techniques, but it's the same end result. Right. It's more control of the process and where we go from here. Right. You know? And opening the other person up to where they don't feel like they have to fight. Yes. Right? They can simply engage. Right. If you've agreed with it, if you, have, if you don't agree with me, then I can immediately, oh, 
ah, I didn't think so. Great. You know, I mean, now they're ready for that fight. But if you go, oh, absolutely, we can do that. Oh, you can. Right? They kind of take down those defenses a bit. Yeah, and this goes back to this book from the 60s, uh, you know, Games People Play. Right. It's If you've never heard of it, never read it, I, I greatly encourage you to take a look. And I'm sure there are some you know resources online that discuss this. But one of the games, or a lot of the games, have to do with the expectations. Especially if you have fallen into a game with somebody and you're supposed to play this certain role oh, yeah. of, you know, hey, let's argue. You know, let's argue about it. That's the way I blow off steam is I want to come home and have an argument with my spouse. Right. Well, if you're agreeing, you know, oh, you didn't take the trash out and the dogs need to go out. You didn't take the dogs out. Oh, man, you're right. You're absolutely Gosh. right. Yeah. And they, oh, no, this isn't how this is supposed to go. i tell you another great example of that, that very thing is, you know, when I was working on my master's work, I was actually a clinical case manager at a, a psych hospital. Mm-hmm. And one of the units was a recovery unit, people who were drug addicted or, you know, alcohol addicted, whatever. And so they would come out of this recovery unit, right? And part of their counseling would be being very real with themselves, with other people. And then they would go back to work and they would be very real with their boss or their (laughs) friends or their spouse. And people didn't like that, right? They'd be like, well, you know what? When you talk to me that way, it makes me feel this way. And they, listen, I just, I'm just trying to tell you, you know, what I need you to do. And, oh, okay. But, and, and so it would set their, all the people around them. They're like, listen, I'm being honest, right? I'm being real. I'm using the techniques that I learned in, in counseling in my life now, rather than going to the addiction or drug of choice, I'm just being open and real with the people in my life, and I, I, they don't like it. <laughs> right. well, there's, there's a saying that people love honesty yeah. until you're honest with them. Right. Then you're just today home. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Then you're just a jerk. So, yeah. But in, in a situation where there's an expectation there that there's going to be some kind of disagreement to initiate with agreement and and like you're referring to right it doesn't have to be with a customer or a client it could be with a, a supervisor or a boss or whatever right i mean it's it's those situations if you're de-escalating it before it can even start by going absolutely no i'd be happy to do that right boom that takes a notch down and then you can follow up with because you're going to have a more willing participant or somebody who's listening a little closer because they didn't get what they were expecting to say, now here's my dilemma. How can I overcome that? Right? Say that again. So if you agree first yeah. and say, absolutely, I'm happy to help you with that. Yeah. Absolutely. I'd be glad to do that. Then now that I didn't go, well, how do you expect me to do that? Yeah. Well, just do what I'm telling you. Right? If you agree first, then you have the opportunity because you have a more willing and listening participant mm-hmm. to say, but here's my issue, right? Here's my dilemma in doing it that. Absolutely, I'm going to do what you asked me to do. But yeah. here, here are some could, other factors that help are, me. Figure right. this out. Yeah, yeah, now you brought them into the problem solving, yeah. helping you solve your own problem. Yeah, and it, the perfect kind of visualization for me is sitting on opposing sides of the table, of the conference table or the desk, and, you know, having a battle. It just right. creates a battle image in your head. Yeah. You know, I'm on one side of the argument and you're on the other side. You're head to head. Right. Two lines of the of the battle. Right. But if you 
if you can virtually, emotionally... Or get, physically. Yes. On, yes. Move yes. yourself around yes. and be sitting next to them, Sit looking the at the paper side, side the by side. If you just had, gives that, that element of, hey, we're both on this side of the table. We're both looking at the same piece of paper, right? It's not... You're looking at your set of facts, and I've got my set of facts. Hey, get yours out. Here's mine. Let's look at them together. Yeah, let's work together. Let's figure it out together. And again, you know, it's a great technique for selling cars if you're a car salesman, but it's a great technique for dealing with employees right. instead of barking orders at them. And, you know, I'm in control, and you are you work for me, so do what I say. Yeah. Instead of doing it that way, it's, you know, hey, sit down here. Look, here's the problem I have is you're not making your phone calls, your follow-up calls. Right. And, and let me show you how that's impacting my life yeah. in a negative way. Right. You know, so, and I think it would greatly benefit you in these ways. To, but, to yeah. do what I'm asking you to do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you see what I'm looking at, right? right. You know, I mean, please help me Here, understand. Here's a couple of examples of some guys that are making their calls, and they're making 50000 more a year than you. <laughs> does, does that concern you? Because it concerns me. Because I want you to make <laughs> yeah. as much as you possibly can. Yeah. And by the same token, dealing with your, your managers, your bosses, dealing with uh, coworkers even. Right. You know, on the same level. And, and let's not discount your personal relationships, you know, dealing with family, dealing with significant others, dealing with kids. Yeah. So what do you think? I've seen some dealerships in, you know, not in mass, but I've seen a number of dealerships moving away from having the quote unquote tower. Yeah. Right, the raised behind a wall, separated management team, you know, with the the big desk between managers and and uh, the employees, um, and moving more toward being in and with. What do you think of that? I, I don't like a separate like back office. You know how we normally have a big open showroom right and then you know a lot of times there's a ta- glassed off tower in that showroom yeah um uh, I, I prefer that over like a back corner you know where all the offices start yeah. you know the tower being there i don't like that but i don't have strong feelings either way but i actually do kind of like having an elevated glassed off tower in the showroom yeah and, and the reason is number one if you're elevated you can see the lot you can see the showroom right. and the reason that it's been the tower forever right, right. is to give that better perspective of everything that's going on right and two I, I think sales managers sometimes have to have a frank conversation that needs to be private right whether it's you know to exclude salespeople or clients or whatever I think they need to talk about you know hey look this guy's a 420 but you know this guy might get it look he's eight grand I hooked on his trade you know we need to have some frank discussions yeah that can't just be out in the open no right we wouldn't want to be out there in public consumption right right so yeah I kind of like the elevated glassed off tower out there where you can see the lot and see the showroom okay well what what have you heard <laughs> I I have seen a few dealerships, and like I said, it's not the majority. It's just a few one-offs here and there, but that are moving. I don't know if it's a push from the OEM yeah. or if it's you know their own internal decision-making process. But they they're getting away from that separation between the management team, at least from a on the floor perspective, and the salespeople. Yeah. I can see how a manufacturer, I mean, let's face it, a manufacturer wants to deliver the most units possible. Right. Right. They are not, uh, they may not say this out in the open, but I would think 
they're not very concerned about how much gross the dealer makes. Yeah. You know, obviously they want them to stay in business and right. keep pushing their products. Yeah. But they're not worried about that. And I can't think of many conversations that, you know, that aren't about gross related, you know, yeah. <laughs> that are those private, candid conversations. Yeah. So I could see a manufacturer saying, no, man, be out there amongst the crowd. Yeah. You know, well, and there's, there's certainly things that they're looking at that cannot be seen, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. by the, the public at large. Right. Yeah. yeah. Their credit, you know, I mean. Okay. Great points, Ray. Great points. How about a little more Coke Zero? There you go. Have you had a uh, soft drink with sugar in it? When you when, get away from drinking sugar and then you drink one with sugar, I mean, if, after yeah. an extended period of time, I, I mean, it's almost hard to drink. I, I could count on my one hand in the last 20 years wow. soft drink I've had with sugar. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's just well, that's why I'm you're gonna... so physically fit. <laughs> that's what there's a quote I forget who it's by but somebody said I've never seen a skinny person drinking Diet Coke it's always <laughs> overweight people right which I'm case in point is All it right. case in point or case and point I think it's case in point that's what I've always said here's an example it says to illustrate this uh, case in point it says the way you dress communicates a lot about your personality case in point Todd's sloppy outfit today <laughs> Says Todd's, says Todd's boss. <laughs> okay. A little bit of management style there. Hey, everybody. I want to bring you all together. Look, the way you all are dressing illustrates a lot about uh, your personality. Case in point, look at Todd over oh, here. Look at Todd. Todd's dressed like a slob. Yeah. He's the, uh, he's the uh, smelly goat. All right. Well, what else should we add here, Ray? We've talked about... Uh, just always agree first, right? right. Uh, sure, no problem. I'd be happy to. You know, no worries. That's the easiest part of my job. Of course you'd feel that way. Hey, I understand. I get it. I know how you feel. Yep. And, and my favorite way to kind of blend that is have you considered, right? I understand how you feel. Right. I totally am on board with you. After the agreement. I agree. After the agreement. Though. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, it's critical that you agree first, and then you can say, have you considered? Yeah, and it's almost like a Columbo, right? You kind of scratch your head, and you give it this quizzical look and go, huh, I'm wondering, though, what are we going to do about this? You know, Have you considered any options on this end? Right. Okay, right. Well, I think that wraps up this episode of Saturday Morning Sales Meeting. Anything you'd like to add? No, I uh, appreciate you being here yeah. for this episode. And, uh, yeah, I want to thank everyone for listening. Yeah, thank you for listening. We hope you'll join us again. If you enjoy the podcast, you can go to SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com where you can listen to additional episodes, read articles, and learn more about John and Ray. We also cover topics such as automotive sales and service, best practices, training, and techniques that you can put in place today to sell more vehicles and write more ROs. Or gain more dollars per RO. To register for a total dealership assessment, you can visit the website for more information or simply send an email to info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. What's that email address again?
It's info ray at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. It's info ray at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com? No, Ray, it's just info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. So just info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. You've got it. Great.